0: You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 131. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenbloom. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the coaching I do. This is where coaching meets psychology, which meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends. This episode is brought to you by The Freedom Group. If you're listening to this episode in real time, I am on vacation. And before I left for vacation, I thought about what I was about to deal with that all of you are dealing with in this season, travel, family, vacations, parties, and all kinds of events. So I decided to give you an encore episode of an oldie but goodie that is especially relevant to all the things that you'll encounter, especially at this time of year. So get comfy and get ready to be coached on dealing with all those things that we run into being connected to others, having celebrations, traveling, and being out of our normal routine. Here you go. And I will be back next week. Today, we're going to talk about how to deal with the most common
1: situations we all face. Situations like holidays, work events, parties, family time, travel, and more, while you're working on losing weight. Things that all involve food and eating, and things that tend to throw you off track. Now, that is going to be a thing of the past because I'm going to coach you on a new way to look at these natural life events and not let them derail you on your weight loss journey. So first, let's do a quick review about how you're going to eat as you evolve into eating like a naturally slim woman. And of course, please know that this applies to men too. And how you eat is basically... You're going to start eating when you're a little hungry, and you're going to eat until you're lightly satisfied. And if we think about it on that hunger scale that we talked about back in episode three, the hunger scale goes from minus 10 starving to plus 10 stuffed, zero in the middle is neutral, and you're going to aim to eat when you're a little hungry, minus two, to a little full plus two. And if you need a refresher on that, go back and listen to episode three again. But I want you to begin to think of it as your own internal thermostat, kind of like the gas gauge for your car. You don't fill your car because the gas is on sale or because it's available and you're driving past a filling station. You fill your car because your gauge is showing that it's getting low. So your hunger scale shows you that you're a little empty or a little full. It tells you when to start eating. And if you're listening to the signals from your body, when to stop as well. How you deal with emotions that come up should have nothing to do with food because food and emotions are two separate things. Hunger and emotions are two separate things. Remember that hunger is that physical feeling that starts in your body and feelings or emotions are vibrations you feel in your body, but they start in your mind and they come from what you're thinking. Your goal is to notice what you're feeling and just allow it. Let that feeling, let that emotion flow through you. Feel whatever you're feeling instead of eating to cover it up. So any situation around you truly has nothing to do with how much you eat, and it should have nothing to do with when you eat. No matter what's happening around you, no matter what event, you're in charge of the thermostat of your body, your hunger, your fullness, and how you think. So I know this may sound easy, but you may tend to get off course when different situations happen in your life. Why do you get off course? Well, you see food and you might have a thought like, wow, that looks good. Or you see others eating and you might think something like, oh, I want some of that. You notice it's a holiday and you might think, oh, well, it's a special occasion. I have to eat that. Or you just might be in your office where there's food around every moment of every day, because it seems like in an office, it's always someone's birthday, almost every week, literally. And somebody's always bringing in a cake. It may be a holiday like Halloween and our kids' Halloween candy is around, or the candy that we bought to give to other kids for trick or treat. So you tell yourself that it's just a little, what's the big deal? Or maybe you tell yourself, well, I just want to be able to eat a little bit of everything. But what ends up happening is that you create a bunch of habits of when you eat that have zero to do with your hunger. All eating, no matter what the occasion, the situation, the time of day, who you're with, or the day of the year, should all come from this question, are you hungry? You get to decide what you eat, when, how much, and when to stop. And the simplest, most basic rule for yourself is to only eat when you're a little hungry, minus two, to a little full, Plus two. Please remember and remind yourself that all of your actions, everything you do, every time you eat, always come from your thinking. Every time you stick to your own thinking, you're taking care of yourself and you're controlling what you do via your own internal system. And I call that staying in your own pod. When my kids were little, and they were in the back seat of the car, and they were fighting, and they were touching each other, and pushing each other, and trying to get hold of whatever the other one had in their hands, I would tell them that they needed to stay in their own pod. And they laughed, and they usually forgot what they were fighting about. But what I meant was that they should stay in their own physical space. But now I'm telling you that you need to make all your eating decisions from the space of your own mental pod, your own body, your own mind, your own needs. So first question is always, what's going on in your body? Are you hungry? If the answer is yes, then put a number on it. Remember that's in episode three. What is the level of hunger you're feeling in your body right now? I want you to always be able to quantify it, because if not, it's just a very vague answer like, yeah, I guess I could eat. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you saying, yes, I feel a little hunger in my body. I feel it about a minus one. I'm going to be ready to eat soon. If the answer is yes, you're hungry, and then you know what level you're at, then I want you to make a peaceful decision about whether to eat or what to eat. And I want you to be able to do this at any event with any person on any day of the year, and no matter what food is in front of you. So in the event that you are not physically hungry, but you think you want to eat, that's where you need to begin to manage your mind. You need to find a way to look at what's going on for you. You are not hungry, and if you're not going to eat, that does not mean that you're deprived. But a lot of us have a habit of, te- if we say no to ourselves, we automatically think, well, I don't want to be deprived. What is deprivation really? And why do we feel it? Well, deprivation is just a feeling caused by thinking something like, it's not fair that I can't eat that. It's as simple as that. We create our own deprivation. So if you do feel deprived, I want you to look at your thoughts. All your feelings come from your thoughts. So take a look inside and figure out why you feel deprived if you're in at an event and others are eating and you're not. You're never deprived because you make a decision that you're not hungry and therefore shouldn't eat. The deprivation doesn't come from that situation. It comes from a deprivation-based thought. So anything could be going on around you And you can handle it without eating. The trick is knowing your plan ahead of time, making decisions ahead of time, and then paying attention to what's going on in your body and managing your mind when your typical thoughts come up of it's not fair or I want some of that or that looks great. I've got to get some. So let's take a, let's look at a plan for dealing with whatever event you're at. The first thing I want you to do is put a name on your typical story. For example, this is my poor me. I can't eat like everyone else story. If that's what comes up often for you that causes you to eat at an event when you're not hungry, that's one of your stories. Some people might think my story is I need to get some of that because I don't know when I'll get to eat it again. Some people might think, but it's a special occasion. Here's the reality. You can eat like everyone else, and when everyone else is eating, even if you're not hungry, if you don't mind the results you're getting. If you eat like everyone else and gain weight because you're eating without hunger, then your results are extra weight on your body. Is that okay with you? If yes, then go ahead and eat. But you probably would not be listening to me if this were okay with you. If you think you need to eat something because it's so special and you'll never get it again, but you're not hungry, first ask yourself, is this true? Really? Will you really never be able to get this food again? And if so, maybe you're in a different country, right? And maybe you will never return again. Well, if you want that taste more than you want to eat like a naturally slim woman, go ahead and eat it. But own it. Own the responsibility if you eat without hunger, you are deciding to have extra weight on your body. So it's not that poor you can't have these extra things at these special occasions. It's that you are choosing to eat differently than you have been eating. You are choosing to give yourself what you really need when you need it. And when you're in the process of creating this new habit, then you need to learn to honor what your body needs and turn away from what your body truly doesn't need. So maybe you're thinking, well, won't this way of eating be kind of sad or boring? Won't it keep me separate from the people who are eating or celebrating? I wanna ask you this, why do you choose to think that it will keep you separate? I'm not suggesting that you separate yourself from the people you care about. I'm suggesting that you separate your body from food it doesn't need, because if if all of your extra weight comes from eating food, your body doesn't need in that moment. And if you stay connected to yourself, you'll actually be able to have more real, true connections with those around you. So how do you deal with all those situations that offer food or are based around food and still take care of your needs and not feel deprived or left out? Well, first, we already mentioned naming the story you tell yourself at special events that always seems to lead you to eat extra food. And next, I want you to plan ahead. And by this, I don't just mean plan what you will eat. You don't always have to plan what you'll eat, but I want you to begin to plan how you will respond to different situations situations where you make decisions about eating. Decide what's most important. Decide and understand the difference between that immediate pleasure hit of a taste of something and real lasting pleasure of being in the body that you want to be in. Understand your reality and be an adult. Know that your actions always have consequences. You can do whatever and eat whatever you want but you're always creating results in the process. So when you go to a party or out to dinner, but you had a really big lunch, or it's someone's birthday for the third time that week at work, think ahead about your guidelines for how you want to live, how you want to eat, what kind of woman you want to be. Do you want to grab every opportunity to eat when it presents itself, no matter whether you're hungry or not? You can, but then you need to deal with the result of that. And that result is usually extra weight on your body. So do you want the results you get when you eat without hunger? If yes, keep doing what you're doing. And I don't mean that as a judgment, but just to take responsibility for it. Now, if you don't want the results that you get, then look at why you're doing it. Why you do anything is as simple as your thinking. As humans, we know that we don't do anything without a thought first. Animals act instinctively, but humans always have a thought that leads to a feeling, and that feeling helps us determine what we do. So it's not the party that throws you off track. It's not the holiday, and it's not your family visit. It's as simple as a thought, a thought like, I deserve this, or it's not fair, That's a really big common one I hear with many of my clients, or thinking, I may never get this again, and here's another really big one that I'm sure you know, I'll start again tomorrow, or just a bite and then I'll stop, or the greatest lie of all, I don't care, I just want it now. All the lies you tell yourself in the moment, the truth is that it all counts. It does matter. It all adds up. Every single thing you do adds up to the life you have. And every single thing you eat or don't eat adds up to the body you have. Don't tell yourself that this isn't fair because this is the best news ever. If everything counts and everything shows up, then if you make decisions over and over, giving yourself what you truly need, then eventually that too will show up on your body. So every decision you make about every bite that's in your favor, guiding you toward what you want most, is a great decision. You may not see the results immediately, but you will eventually. In fact, I should say, you will definitely not see the results immediately. But here's something to think about. If you don't figure out what you need and how to eat and how much, then you are forever disconnecting yourself from you. You're not truly knowing how to respond to yourself, to hear what you need, to take care of you. And so not only won't you get the results you want with your weight and your eating, but it's hard to be happy when you can't give yourself what you really need. And the world is a big place. Food can be delicious and pleasurable, but there are hundreds of other things that will give you pleasure. It's your job to discover what they are, and not give food the whole job. If food is your main source of pleasure, go back and listen to episode 17 about self-care. There are unlimited ways to give yourself pleasure that are not about food. Now let's go back for a minute to all the situations you might encounter that involve food. We are a very social society, right? There are so many events and holidays. I want you to begin to think about where you control Comes from. It does not come from you being good. It does not come from you holding on tight and constantly saying no to yourself or constantly creating that feeling of deprivation. It comes from you making a decision that no matter what's going on around you, you make decisions based on what's good for you and your body and whether or not you're truly hungry. So you could be at a wedding. And there's a big, beautiful dessert table, but you ate just about enough at the main meal so that you're really not hungry. If you're connected to your own internal decision maker, then you might take one bite of something just for pleasure and walk away. Although I will say that even that bite will taste more delicious if you're a little hungry. But food is food and food can't make you happy, just as your weight can't make you sad. All those feelings come from what you tell yourself about the situations you're in. At the office party, if you think, darn, I'm the only one here not eating that cake, it's not fair, that thought is going to create a negative mood in you, and you will probably overeat when you get home, if not right there. And remember, if you're hungry, then yes, you get to decide if you want the cake. No one outside of you Is making these decisions. Only you are. If you're at Thanksgiving, the biggest eating day of the year for Americans, then you might decide, Today I want to overindulge. That is always your choice. But if you do that, just own it. Acknowledge that you're choosing to eat beyond lightly full, and then own the results. And then move on. Don't beat yourself up, just move on. The bottom line is no matter what's going on around you, You are always in charge of what you eat, and you are always in charge of how you feel based on what you choose to think. Now, no matter what holiday or event, or who's eating right in front of you, you know that it does not matter. You can choose to do whatever you want to make a clean decision. Don't blame the food. Don't blame the situation. Don't blame the people. Stay in your own pod when it comes to making your eating decisions. Now, events and all kinds of eating occasions are going to come up in your life all the time because this is the world we live in. I'd like you to think about the last time you were at a food-centered event. And if you ate when you really weren't hungry, try to remember what you told yourself. Now look ahead a little bit and notice what's coming up for you. What's the next birthday or holiday or travel time that will involve food? And I want you to mentally visualize now what is likely to happen for you based on your past experience. What will you want to do? And how can you deal with the situation differently this time? Let me know how it goes for you. I'd love to hear from you. In the show notes are all the links you need to reach me and ask questions and share with me how you're doing. And if you have the free downloadable copy of my book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss, I'd like you to take a look at lesson 28. All the lessons are only a few pages long. They're short and sweet, and you can continue to learn about why all your choices count including all your food choices at these life events. And if you don't have the book yet, grab it as my free gift to you from that link in the show notes. That's it for today. This is your coach, Cookie, reminding you that as you search for answers, remember to keep it real, just like you. I will see you next week.